Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about experiencing grief from the perspective of COVID-19. This week, we read Grief and the COVID-19 Pandemic Found in Counseling Today 2020. Heather, how do you think people are experiencing traditional grief in relationship to COVID-19? I think by this point in the pandemic, all of us know stories of, even if we just read them in the news, and some of us have experienced losing actually somebody to COVID or Mm -hmm. maybe even having a loved one in the hospital. It's not COVID, but, you know, at the end of life times. So I think losing someone specifically. Yeah, I think we're more directly impacted by death and dying. Right. It's been just in our faces almost for nine, mm-hmm. 10 months now. It's just And so maybe do you think supervisees, clients previous to 2020, some people had experienced death and dying, but now the percentage of the people who've directly experienced death and dying is much higher. Yes, much higher. And I think it's not just because there's been, of course, there's been more loss in a different way, but I think it's just out there in media. Like every mm. time you turn on the TV, you hear that- it every time... Yeah, does that, I don't, I'm, I am newer to thinking about grief than you are. Mm-hmm. Do you think that experiencing that type of loss, like media, two degrees of separation from someone who's died, is that more ambiguous grief or is that more traditional grief? I think it's more traditional gr- grief in the fact that it is like someone that's lost. You're talking about a person has died. Okay. So I think that's why I equate it to more traditional grief. It's somebody, mm-hmm. ha- somebody has, is no longer living mm-hmm. and okay. that is different than the ambiguous grief, which we'll get into a little bit more, but that's more loss of the, the relationship, which is very different than the actual physical loss of a person. Okay. So in the past, supervision or counseling, we would sometimes run into grief. Now we're going to see that more and more often for yes. ourselves and other people. Yes. Can you think of a situation in the last year where you've addressed that in supervision or for yourself or as in your role as a counselor? I think this year in particular, things are just much more aware. We haven't been impacted directly by someone having COVID and dying from it, mm-hmm. but our family has had family members that have had COVID mm-hmm. and my, I can see it in my kids because of all the media and the awareness of it, of how serious it is. Mm-hmm. It's their immediate question is how sick are they? How they're, mm, they're anticipating, yes, how bad is it? So you're mm-hmm. anticipating that, like when it gets to a certain point, will they be in the hospital? Well, I think it's just so much more in our face. Yeah, I think the way that this has impacted me and the people that I'm most connected to, my supervisees or counselors or family, are maybe wouldn't be defined as a COVID death, but have been affected by COVID. I know a friend of mine from when I was growing up or when I was younger, her mother passed away this year Mm -hmm. and her mother was already sick. And so I'm certain that the cause of death was probably her pre-existing condition. But I think that the things that impacted it related to COVID were the level of care that she was able to get, Mm -hmm. the fact that my friend couldn't be physically with her the way that she would have been otherwise. So right. she couldn't be there as in the last couple of days next to her mom as she was dying. Well, when we talk about like, how do people grieve? How do different cultures grieve? Society grieve? Funerals. Funerals, like, mm-hmm. yes, we were burying people, but a yeah. lot of them were live stream. A lot of them were not happening for a lot mm-hmm. longer than normal mm-hmm. because they were trying to find times for it to be safe. That's true. Yeah. I do have, again, a friend from growing up that lost her husband mm-hmm. and it would have been someone who I would have gone right. to be with right? and I couldn't do it in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think that it affected them similarly. They've got a big extended family and they couldn't be with the people that they're closest right. to. 
in the couple of days prior to him dying or the service mm-hmm. or things like that. I also now, I mean, I'm really, what a bummer of a topic thinking about that. I had a friend this year that took his life mm-hmm. and I think, again, not defined as a COVID-19 death, right. but absolutely impacted mm-hmm. by all of the other extenuating circumstances related to COVID-19. So I think that indirectly was the cause of his death. Right. And again, same family that couldn't be together in the way that they usually would have been. Right, to support, to care for each other, to keep mm-hmm. an eye on each other. Mm-hmm. I've seen an increase even in clientele with people before early in the pandemic, it was dealing with some anxieties regarding life changes and things. And it shifted a lot in the last month or I'd say last two or three months to depression, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. heavy doses of depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking about my clients and my supervisees, depending on your supervisee, if they're working in a setting where they're interacting with this more directly, it mm-hmm. can affect them. I have, I do have a supervisee that works in a hospital. Right. And she's not working on a floor where she's in contact with people that are diagnosed, but it's in her face all the time. To go to work, she has to go through several steps right. to be able to get to where she does her job. Mm-hmm. So she passes the gowning up, mm-hmm. putting on the mask, all those things. I also have some clients right now who work in hospital settings. And they have been directly impacted by losing their yes. patients. Yes. They've had coworkers that have, I know anyone who has a coworker that's passed away, but I do know clients who have coworkers who have been very sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it changes. They're doing direct work. Our article defines as traditional grief, the mm-hmm. loss of a person, but it's impacting in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So as far as traditional grief, this is a year or this past year is a time where almost all of us have been impacted. Right by that type of grief. Right. Do you do anything different in supervision based on that? I do a little bit because I'm trying to be more aware. I have one supervisee Mm -hmm. that works in a program where she faces probably a little bit more of seeing it Mm hands-on, but I try and be a little bit more like watching for signs and making sure Mm -hmm. I bring it up more often. Yeah, checking. Right. Intentionally. Right. Looking at the whole person, their family, their work setting, how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Our family lost a dog about a month ago and it was horrible. Nobody likes to go through that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I think there was a little bit resiliency in my kiddos because they were like, it was an older dog. I mean, they had like, but it was almost like they've been exposed to death so much this year. It wasn't COVID and it wasn't, it was very unexpected, but the dog had a great life. And I think they internally, like my youngest one even said, it will always remember this year is a bad year because of COVID, but are we going to forget that Daisy died? And I was like, probably not. Those are probably going to be mended mm-hmm. together yeah. forever. But I think it made them like, they talked about death a lot better than I expected them to. Hmm. They were more prepared. I think so. That's an interesting twist on being faced with this makes us, prepares us. Right. It forces a topic. No one wants to talk about grief. It's not a mm-hmm. fun topic. Do you think it's become so uh, common that we're now callous to the idea of death? I don't think I don't As think a, we are. I don't think you and I are no. when we talk about it, but I also don't feel like our community no, is at that point so. either. Mm-mm. But I think some nurses might be. I think some doctors might be. People that mm-hmm. are doing it mm-hmm. day in and day out, I think their burnout rate is definitely higher. Yeah. I have nurse friends and I don't know, I'm sure it's just totally personal, individual way of handling things. I almost think that they have intensified. Mm. They have a heightened sense of concern. Right cautiousness. Right. I can see that. 
Okay. In our article, the second point made was the impact of ambiguous grief. And the way, Heather, help me again with this. The way that I read that, I understood ambiguous grief to mean not as concrete as traditional grief, more figurative, and that it could include just a sense of loss of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I'm even thinking, we just, the holidays have just passed, a loss of all the things that you think of as Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or Christmas. Exactly. That the things that make that holiday for you, maybe you didn't get to do them this year. Right. Maybe you didn't travel. Maybe Mm -hmm. you didn't go do the same kind of visits or the same time of activities you would have done. You didn't get to go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house. Right. Or if you did, you had to do it differently. Mm -hmm. It was a very different experience. I think Mm -hmm. this also talks to, we talked a little bit about this, I don't know, many podcasts ago about the loss of connection with clients, like in person, Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. all shifted to virtual and there's that kind of loss, which isn't grief in the big context of the world, but it is kind of like a loss, your relationship shifts, high school seniors that last June didn't get to have traditional graduations, Mm -hmm. things like that, like momentous things of change that would have happened anyway for people didn't get to happen because of... Oh, yeah. I Mouth. So it feels like a lifetime ago. Last May, I had a little rush of high school seniors that wanted counseling uh-huh. because they missed prom. Yep. They missed senior something right. week. They missed... Well, all I mean, the all things. that. All, right. You know, walking across the stage with their dad or mm-hmm. I don't know, all the little traditions that for four years, at least, they've been anticipating, oh, well, someday that'll be me. Right. And then it didn't happen. Right. I don't know if it was a Plano high school or if it was like Farmers Branch, that IS independent school district. They had graduation, but they had it at Texas Motor Speedway. Yes. And it looked totally different. Right. Everything but in name mm-hmm. was absolutely different. Seeing some of those kids and, and they were saying, eh, that yeah. doesn't feel like what I expected or what right. I was looking forward to. I have a client that he graduated. And he, as soon as they were at a situation where it was like, you parked your car and kind of like a drive-in movie style. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as soon as his name was called, he asked his dad if they could go. Yeah. Like, okay, you saw my name in my picture. Like, I don't okay. want to sit here for yeah. hours. Yeah, well, they do that with right. everybody else. So they did. They were at a spot where they could leave fairly easily and they, they left, left and yeah. decided it was better to respect what whatever he was going through at the time because it just felt wrong. It was like, that's not my graduation. That yeah. that was... That was a letdown. Right. That was going to see my picture on a movie screen and now mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've realized too, we talked about this in a different episode. I think when we're talking about technology, probably a lot of our current supervisees graduated, mm-hmm. looked for a job, right? got a job, are figuring out how to be counselors in none of the ways that they anticipated two years ago that Absolutely. that would look like. I was talking to someone recently who said, you know, it's weird. I envision myself as a counselor to have an office and whatever. Right. This person doesn't have an office mm-hmm. and and is now thinking, do I need one? Well, will I ever have right. an office? And that seems like a big change to her, a goal that she had for herself for so long, how she saw her life. And now she's having to think, well, maybe it's not exactly like that. Maybe it'll right. be different. Right. And it does to her feel a little bit like a loss mm-hmm. that she's trying to work her way through. Right. It's relationships with things. I think anything that your traditions in your family, anything that of how you do your work, all those things got shifted. And it's not just us going, eh, we don't like to shift or change. It's going, but that connection is gone. That relationship Mm -hmm. I had isn't the same. Yeah. I really like my office and it feels really lonely and empty right now. Right. And a little bit like agoraphobic or something. When I think someone's coming to the office, I have to go, oh, 
I better pick all the trash up off the floor. <laughs> and stop. I need to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> rinse out all my mugs right. and like, oh, human beings, I should mm-hmm. put my shoes back on. Mm-hmm. There is such a disconnect between people and my office right now. It's become like an extension of my living room or something. Right. right. It feels like a loss to mm-hmm. not have had people there for almost a full year now. Right. I have so many cool toys that no one's even played with lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you think that you address this in supervision? I've actually, we've had to address it in supervision. I mm-hmm. have it, one supervisee who has took some time off and is back working now. I took some time off before I was her supervisor, came back in. I'm her supervisor now. And she's only done telehealth since mm-hmm. going back to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's been strange because mm-hmm. she hasn't seen a person in person. And that's mm-hmm. a weird shift. So Mm -hmm. it's like she's done therapy for a while. She's not a brand new person, but it's a shift of how she does her work. And she looks forward to a time where she can go back to the norm, Mm -hmm. like whatever that normal was for her. She's like, let's get back to that because that Mm -hmm. felt better. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing this for myself, but I think I'm also helping supervisees to do this and as doing a service to clients that in the midst of a lot of traditional grief, maybe ambiguous forms of grief are dismissed or overlooked more easily. Right, right. Like, oh, sad me. I haven't had a kid play with my Legos in right. nine months. Right. That doesn't feel as important. As an actual loss of right. a person. Right, um, exactly. But it does impact us. Mm-hmm. So I think that in supervision, I've been trying to help my supervisees appreciate how they're impacted. If they say, well, you know, it's okay. No one in my family's passed away, but the impact or the stress that stopping at the entrance to my job and getting decked out in PPE so mm-hmm. that I can then walk to my mm-hmm. desk, helping them to appreciate that does take a toll on right. them. It is important. Right. And that is a loss from what your normal was. Mm-hmm. It's definitely grief. Yeah. And then to help the supervisees do that with their clients as mm-hmm. well, that maybe, and we were talking about high school graduation, that in the grand scheme of things, you're healthy, your family's healthy, and you did graduate from high school. Right. That if you weren't thinking from this perspective and feeling compassionate, you might think, get over it. Mm -hmm, Who mm -hmm. cares if you didn't walk across the stage? That lasts for like 10 seconds. Right. And you're not really going to remember it by Mm -hmm. the time you get to your high school reunion. Right. But it is a loss and it is important. It's the ending of something that feels really like an accomplishment. So I think that's how I'm seeing this in supervision and with my counselors and really with myself too. Right. When I stop and think, I haven't seen that friend in a really long time, and mm-hmm. I miss them. Yeah. But it does have an impact. Definitely has a bigger impact than we probably give it credit. Mm-hmm. Heather, the final point in our article that we read this week was the impact of original grief. And my understanding of original grief is that it is either, it could be both traditional or ambiguous grief, but it also impacts a feel an early feeling of loss that we experienced right. in our life. So it's almost going back a little bit, like you experienced something during the pandemic of any type of that grief. And it maybe is a little triggering to go back to when you lost a grandparent when you were a child or mm-hmm. when you experienced even like a breakup of a friendship. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with a couple of clients recently that they're struggling with the loss of those relationships and seeing people face to face. They're fueled by people and they, they need to be around mm-hmm. people. And they have maybe friends that are seeing no people without whatever precautions they just don't feel comfortable with. And so it's really disrupting their friendships. And Mm. they immediately go back to seven-year-old self and they won't be my friend anymore. Yeah. Instead of just seeing it for like, there's other ways to maintain your friendship. And what does that look like? And, Mm -hmm. And trying to... Like not let it be just the end of a relationship just because you're not getting together anymore. Mm -hmm. 
I'm thinking, I'm trying to imagine different variations of this. Maybe someone who holds a lot of their self-worth in their accomplishments. Yes. And they've lost their job as a result Mm -hmm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so then they feel like they don't have a sense of self. They don't have a sense of accomplishment. And so they experience maybe the original loss related to that, Mm -hmm. feeling that accomplishment equals self-worth. And now they're experiencing it again. And there's very little that they could do about it. Right. That's a great example. Or I'm thinking, I know a kid who, uh, a client who's moved a lot as a kid Mm -hmm. and that each move has felt like a loss to this kid. Right. Losing friends, losing familiarity, Mm -hmm. losing a place that feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. And now with his schooling being virtual, he's feeling some of those things again. Right. It's like re-triggering those same Mm -hmm. feelings are getting stirred back up. Mm -hmm. Feeling really disconnected from friends feeling out of a comfort zone, right? feeling like here's one more adjustment and transition that I need to make that I'm not ready for. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you see that impacting supervision or counseling? I think it impacts supervision so much because I feel like it's been more of a topic in supervision Mm -hmm. of talking about the loss and labeling it grief so that people can put real context to it. I think we can get tripped up sometimes just thinking about, oh, we need to be flexible. Oh, we need to change. Oh, we we get focused there. Which can feel dismissive. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's important to actually acknowledge what's really going on Mm -hmm. or what do you really need to make this work? Mm -hmm. I think I've done a lot of supervision around the idea of, yes, okay, there's this change. And I think a lot of my supervisees are really good at identifying whatever the change is. But like, now let's go a little bit deeper, one more layer. And there's feelings attached to that. And a lot of times they're grief feelings. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I think it's part of what we said about ambiguous grief, labeling it as grief so that it feels like you're giving permission to grieve, right? to feel the loss. Mm -hmm. It's permitted. And you see that happening that your supervisees, your clients, and yourself maybe all need that permission to call it actual grief. Right. It's like an acknowledgement of like, here it is. Here's the big sign. It's okay to call it grief. Acknowledge what it is so that you can heal. Mm -hmm. Well, Heather, this discussion makes me feel like there's not really a part of our lives right now that isn't touched by some form of grief. Right. And that would be true for us as well as supervisees, as well as clients. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm why we all feel a little bit more exhausted and a little bit more challenged. Yes. Yeah. So tough topic. And I think made tougher by, I think we're maybe hopeful right now that there's some end in sight. Yes. But it's still a tough topic, not knowing what that end will look like and how soon it will come. Right. Very good. Thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision.